Uh, uh, restaurants, man. I, uh, I was working at Central Standard when Austin started to shut down and, um, <clears throat> we ended up having to furlough all of our hourly staff, you know, it kind of came in waves. Like first they're like management was like, you need to furlough all of your hourly. Um, and then slowly, like throughout the day, while we're breaking down the kitchen and the front of house and everything, um, they started furloughing the other managers in, in the restaurant. And by the end of the day, it was just me and the dish pit, like cleaning up, um, and, uh, you know, like fortunately and yeah, fortunately, you know, they found a spot for me over in the main F and B kitchen. Um, so I haven't stopped working up until recently, uh, throughout, throughout this whole historic event, man. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Restaurant Sapiens Podcast, where we discuss the good and the bad, the dark and the light of the restaurant industry. Hope you enjoy it. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get a little brief summary of how you started in the industry up until like now, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. I... Man, I'm so bad with dates, but I believe in like early 2013, mm-hmm. um, I came to Texas. I was on a wild adventure and I wasn't really sure where I was going to end up. Um, I had left Washington State and I started running out of money in Texas. So I thought it would be <laughs> a, a good time to get a job. Um one of my friends in Olympia's grew up in Austin and said, told me that, you know, I'd probably be able to f- pick up some work pretty fast and, and make a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, and that's where I started working at 24 hour diner. Um, mm. I started as a dishwasher with no culinary background. I mean, I think I had been a dishwasher and a hostess before as a teenager, but that was the extent of it. Yeah. Um, and in my time at 24 hour diner, by the end, I was a lead line cook. Um, you know, I just kept my head down, got my work done and I got it done as fast as I could. So I could go learn something else. Um, (laughs) look, (laughs) yeah, like I didn't want to work. I didn't want to be a dishwasher forever. Although, you know, dishwashers are super fucking important, man. Um, But, but, and I didn't want to work at the diner forever. Um, So I moved, I got a job at Hot Fields um, and moved from, I started as a part-time line cook. And by the time I left, uh, I was a CDC. um, And that was about three and a half, almost four years. uh, I was there and like if 24-hour diner was like, line like how to be a line cook yeah school um hot fields was just complete exploration freedom of exploration and learning and finding what paths i you know i I wanted to walk down um 
I got to learn a lot about French technique, as well as a lot of other cuisines, um, Asian, African, Eastern European, European, uh, South American. And there was just a lot of uh, creative freedom. Um, yeah, I, and it was I, a great I, environment. I like how big that. I heard about it when you told me about it, and I never knew it was there. It was like on what Lamar, South Lamar, somewhere. Um, actually, it's up by the campus area. It's off Thirty of First in Guadalupe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was that uh, that job taught me a lot about. It was my introduction to managing people. Mm. It um, <laughs> really managing and like culturing a relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, between cooks, managers and cooks, you know, people who are far, far better at this than I will ever be, um, <laughs> more experienced. Uh, it was really cool. Um, I got to work with a few gentlemen, um, who who are my senior and have had some really incredible opportunities. Um, one of them was a, a sous chef mm-hmm. for Emerald Lagasse over at uh, Commander's Palace back in their heyday. Nice. And uh, just like picking You his learned brain. under him? Yeah, I worked. Uh, it's funny, actually. I, I <laughs> He replaced me on the brunch and so I trained him on brunch and but really you know like he already knows what he's doing we yeah, just yeah, yeah. had this got, incredible friendship and um yeah kind of a mentorship I guess I feel like guys who are people who are us like they get so skilled that like you get some humility you know even when somebody's you know what somebody's talking about you know oh, yeah. especially when you first walk into a place <laughs> um Exactly. And I think like that experience right there, just working with um, with other individuals who were just at a completely different skill level, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, above me, whether that's below me, like all of that diversity was just super important because Mm. um, it just helps. It helped me keep an open mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't let, I mean, of course, ego and pride will always be a part of this, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely helped, like, just calm them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, yeah, I worked at Hot Fields for quite some time, and um, uh, I can't remember what year it was, probably like 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to. Look for a job at a hotel. I wanted to get some um, banquet experience. I wanted to kind of round myself out a little more with yeah. certain things that, uh, you know, Hot Fields just couldn't really offer to yeah. no fault of their own. Like, usually, like, at that point, once you've, like you're saying, you went through the dish, you went through the management, and now it's like, okay, let me get some, some money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I Well, you know, dude, like, I wanted the money, but I also – wanted the experience man i wanted to i wanted to see what it looked like to put out you know like 150 of the same plate 
you know, in a matter of minutes. And I, I just wanted to see it on, on a bigger scale. Like, um, I wanted to see a bigger kitchen, you know what I mean? Like, I never yeah. experienced that kind of stuff. With, like, so, all the stuff you need to do the job, you know? Yeah, not some, <laughs> like... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love hot fields, and there's nothing no. like a like a <laughs> a fixed and bandaged kitchen. But um, you know, no, there's something the nice hanging in the beer cooler kind of thing. You know, it's just it's just yeah. it's a different environment. <laughs> yeah, it is, um, and it was nice. And I learned. I thought I was organized. You know, I thought that um, that I was. You know, not perfect but i was good mm-hmm. and moving to the south congress hotel as the banquet sous chef man i got worked my first like <laughs> my first like three four months there dude it was just i got worked and i feel like it can work yeah, yeah. i would yeah, i've seen you 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 can work your ass off you know? dude i was pulling like 16 hour shifts uh-huh. Every day, because I was just like trying to learn everything and observe yeah. it. You know, like anytime you go to a new job, it usually takes like at least a month or two before yeah. like things are just in a rhythm. And mm. um, so when I started at the South Congress Hotel, uh, the chef who hired me got fired uh, less than a month after I started. Oh, shit. So a whole new leadership up top? Whole new leadership up top. And then on top of that, dude, I got super sick and got a giant abscess tooth and worked through all of it. I fucking took (laughs) inventory with my cheek meat, like, as big as a baseball. Oh, Um, Oh, man. That's usually how two things go, too. I, I put them off oh yeah it's we all we're procrastinators uh, when it comes to certain things yeah (laughs) but uh yeah it was good it you know i learned a lot about um working with other departments execution um and working banquets was a great uh experience for me as far as like just seeing the bigger picture not yeah. just what's coming off of the line, but how does the space present, um, you know, intuitively trying to think about, okay, what are guests going to need or want, um, you know, just things that never had entered my mind uh, before yeah. that. I, I've never done banquets, you know, I've done like caterings and stuff, but not like a consistent, like where I'm having to churn out these big dinners every night or, you know make the orders for that much stuff every night oh my god i I remember my the first like so the first huge party i did was for uh, ferrari uh-huh. and when they gave me like the veo sheets dude <laughs> i just laughed but I mean, like the, the, the price or what they wanted the, what they wanted, they wanted like I, th- I mean, and I could be totally wrong, but I think they wanted like ten full size porchettas. What the fuck? I know, man. 
and then this is a banquet like like they wanted it carved i guess for you i don't know it's crazy yeah they wanted like a hand like a carving station and it was for south by southwest so okay it was gonna be a very large event but yeah um, and they wanted a show to be put on man i just remember like looking at that beo order and then making my orders and just being like (laughs) i can't believe i just spent that much money on meat (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know like that do you do you just charge them the food cost straight up or do you do you make money off them like a restaurant you know this is just like Uh, there's a set menu already to choose Mm. from um it's oh, all nice. priced out. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, front of house charges out and whatever services they're yeah. offering. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the South Congress Hotel, there's a pastry department as well. So culinary really has two. Yeah. And yeah. I, it is, I got to learn a lot about uh, just having a more omnis- omniscient like view of a dining experience yeah well you know like while i didn't work the front of house part of it um you know i was working very closely with the events managers as well as sometimes the clients um you know creating custom menus or figuring out dietary needs and options um it was really cool i enjoyed it uh i enjoyed it a lot because you know, as much as I, I love the kitchen, I was able to learn a lot more about the experience of dining, you know, yeah. uh, as a whole, um, which it, it is hard sometimes to step out of your area to see. Yeah, to trust me. When I <laughs> went from chef to general manager, I was like completely different skill set. And I just wanted to go back to the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, you get it, man. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what I get myself into? But I just kept telling myself, like, I'm learning. You know, I'm, I'm here to learn. You know? Oh, yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> dude, I would sweat so much. I would get so uncomfortable. And I would just start sweating. And I'm like, God, I hope they don't, like, look at my hands right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's weird going up to people and, like, not telling them I'm not a chef because I just felt like a chef. And I was like, hi, I'm. You know, my name's Alfred. I'm the general manager here. How can I help? You know, how do you like your dining? It's so different. Yeah, it is. To, like calling myself something that I, I don't know, never saw myself doing. You know. You know, and I think at this time, like, whatever. I've never felt like there should be walls between the front and the back of the house. You know, mm-hmm. like we all need each other. Everybody needs each other to make a restaurant work. You know, it's not carried on one person. And, but I really feel like uh, during my time as a banquet sous chef, uh, I I gained even more appreciation for front of house staff. Hey. Hey, sorry. This is like really, it never is done it this bad. Man, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. (laughs) let me start at the beginning i guess of Mm -hmm. of all of those thoughts uh it was at the beginning of 2019 and um or what yeah it was at the beginning of 2019 and i was about two months pregnant and i had just accepted 
accepted the position of restaurant chef at Central Standard, which had not had a restaurant chef for about about a year. Wow. Um, so it was it was a little rough, uh, you know, and, and there were a lot of great people there. But I think that everyone was really tired um, to no fault of their own. And, you know, it just needed some some a little bit of life, you know, to be breathed back in. So I took over Central Standard and started right away on a menu a full menu turn, um, as well as just laying out just a different type of dining experience from what it had been. Um, traditionally, it was a coursed meal, um, you know, above casual polish, not quite fine dining. And um, mm. it just wasn't gaining the traction that it really needed, or at least I uh, what what the powers that be wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, they wanted something new. But they didn't have a chef the whole time? Uh, for about a year, I believe. And, yeah, um, like rotating people in and out. Yeah. I think that uh, the chef prior had left for... I, I'm not sure why. Yeah. I think. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. Move af- Moving forward, I was... It was probably like August, and um, we had done one menu change. That was about half of the menu, and we were about to do uh, the second part of the menu change. Um, I was due on September 2nd, and I worked until August 30th. Wow. Um, A couple days up until your due date? Yeah, I worked a couple days up until my due date, and I mean, I worked on the line, man. I was still, (laughs) yeah, I was still expediting. Um, People would, my cooks would call out every now and then, so I'd have to work a station. Mm. And I, after I gave birth, I found out that pregnant Chef Sarah is really much more scary. oh man um and dude i i was so big oh my god fred i was all belly (laughs) my baby was when she was born she was 10 pounds nine and a half ounces out of you, you're not that tall or that big of a lady, you know? Oh, I'm 5'2", man. <laughs> <laughs> my my executive chef, uh, every time he saw me, he would just laugh and tell me I look ridiculous. <laughs> but, but it was... Yeah, but I was like, I had this just... I don't know if it was like my own form of nesting... <laughs> or whatever but like I just had this drive in me to get it done like you know I didn't like I needed to finish it and I needed Mm -hmm. to feel like I had done everything in my power to support my team yeah you know and and because that's my shit like that was my it wasn't my rest 
I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, your mentality. You just seem like you've kept it since you know, since I've known you. Whether yeah. you're the dishwasher or you're the head chef, you know, like Yeah, definitely. And I think um, you know, as I learn more about uh management and working with the team and it's not just about like being the best cook on the line, you know, mm-hmm. that evolved to, you know, this is I see these people more than my husband, <laughs> you know, on a daily basis. You know, I see yeah. them um, like these. These are my family, whether <laughs> whether I want it or not. Exactly. Um, it's so, like the, it's the same thing. You can't choose your family, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I felt. You know, I I just felt a responsibility to them, um, yeah. you know, to do my part and uphold my end. <clears throat> I, I agree with you 100%. I, I, I was on the line and then I got a call to the restaurant that I needed to go to the hospital because, you know, she's, she's fine, you know, middle of service. Yeah. I guess I got to go now, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I've been here as long as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of close but i guess uh you know i know a thing or two about that. <laughs> well i wasn't the woman so i just felt like well if i'm not like i don't know i don't have the thing in me like I, i'm just kind of there to support you know <laughs> it was oh man yeah it was really interesting being pregnant and um working in a restaurant <laughs> oh man but I was just so stubborn, Fred. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was. Um, so, Ren, uh, my daughter, did not come out on September 2nd. Mm. She was really stubborn. Um, and she was not born until September 6th. Uh, I ended up having to have a C-section. And I had a few other complications, but... You know, everything else turned out well, and she was healthy, and, um, you know, Thacker and I are, are parents now. Dude, it's crazy. How old is she now? She's going to be two um, in September. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's walking, uh, and she's, like, uh, saying some sort of thoughts right now. Oh, yeah, she's got a lot of thoughts she wants to share all the time. Uh, She is constantly and fiercely exploring her independence. Mm. Um, You know, it's it's funny how, like, did you ever have people in your life, like adults in your life, tell you, like, just wait until you have children? Yeah. And you'll see, like... It'll come back to you. Um, but, yeah. you know, I like it. I like, I'm like. i liking the family life. How are you liking it so far? Oh, man, I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? She's perfect. And everything else is like, I feel like I've only been training for motherhood, uh, you know, working long hours. And, <laughs> you know, just like having endurance, <laughs> endurance yeah. races. Um all the service it, industry women out there, you're in training. <laughs> but it, it's great. Um, right now, she, it just blows my mind um, how 
when I see her do something and I'm like, oh my God, I do that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You know, I, I have like to check myself like, shit, I probably shouldn't do that in front of them all the time, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Um, swearing was a really hard one. It's mm. uh, still a hard for one for Chris me. And I. Um, yeah, it's still a hard one for me. I just try and teach them that, you know, there's a time to swear and not swear at this point. That's how I kind of treat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, swearing. Um, Now, I, for all the good and all the hard and all the difficult, like, she is the most perfect thing uh, by far I have ever made. And, um, you know, she makes me a better person. Yeah, I agree. My family, you know, the mm-hmm. way Chris has changed and in, in become a dad, you know, has made me a better person. Sure. I'm not saying like that journey's easy or anything. It's no, no like no, cakewalk, no. but um, you know, I see, I see, I see how it's been fruitful. Um, no, yeah. Old habits die hard, and then you realize like there's something better, anyways. Yeah. yeah how old is uh your son man yeah he's about to be four in september he's like three and a half right now oh my goodness he's off the wall uh he stayed up super late last night so he's asleep uh do some real quick um quick answer question yeah yeah man all right let's do this real quick Most overrated protein? Quail. Quail? (laughs) It's like a fancy chicken, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm all... Don't get me wrong. I like the finer things, but, you know, like, if I'm going to get a quail or a chicken or even like a Cornish hen instead of a quail... There's just a little more meat on the bones, you know. I, I do, I, I do love a quail though. Yeah, overrated though. <laughs> Favorite cuisine? Favorite cuisine. Hmm. That's a hard one, man. Mm. I'm gonna have to go with classic man it's classic for a reason french oh you like french that's your favorite yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, favorite yeah I, that i learned so i, I can relate on that it's and i okay what's your question again your favorite cuisine my favorite cuisine so it's mm-hmm. my favorite cuisine because it's the basics you yeah. know it, it's like i feel like there's a lot of fundamental building blocks. I mean, there are from all whole different cuisines, but yeah. I take I French th- techniques into every cuisine. You know? Yes, yes, and so, I, you know what? And I do as well. And I think um, you're right. It just it, maybe it's because it's of how I learned. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of my top three favorite cuisines. Um, favorite knife. Favorite knife, butter knife. Butter knife? Yeah, man. Hey, the butter knife 
can be used in so many different situations. Okay. <laughs> Not all of them. It's smearing the butter. (laughs) Uh, Bong or blunt? Blunt. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) I'm a bong guy. Texas D or snow day? Oh. Snow day. Dang, I'm a Texas D guy. I know, but I'm from that Pacific North fresh area, <laughs> and I'm used to the cold. I grew up in it. <laughs> oh, man. I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can handle the heat, but I'd prefer a snow day. I'd be, be my cheesemo out there, but I'd be dying in the cold for sure. I'll throw a snowball at you. <laughs> when it snowed this past time here, my son like was making snow angels, and I was like, I did one. I was all right. I'm going inside. man it's funny alright shit those are the first questions I had for you Um, how do you deal with the lockdowns Uh, personally or professionally Uh, a little bit of both yeah it, it, it hit us against on both sides for me yeah I mean um, it was f- frightening, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was frightening, and it was um, it was terrible. I felt terrible. <laughs> I felt helpless. Um, you know, furloughing my team, my community, my my people. <clears throat> you know, like I didn't care what anybody else said i made sure everybody took home a good chunk of the walk-in um because they're you know i had some employees and they have their entire families living under their under the same roof and you know they they rely on that shit um so I felt really helpless. I, I tried to do um, as much as I could to just um, share opportunities or, you know, whatever I could with them. Yeah. But, you know, once, once that happened and, you know, I felt like, like I was doing um, uh, produce orders mm-hmm. personally just I would call everybody and just be like hey what do you need yeah. what do you need like pay what you can and yeah. um and I'd order it uh you know from our produce company and then I'd go meet them and drop it off to them yeah um and I mean I couldn't get everything but I, I would try to you know at least get some basics you know yeah like dried beans some vegetables pastas whatever and so yeah. That was, I think, doing that and just coordinating um, kind of different, like, group orders like that and staying in contact with with the restaurant team front and back, like, that helped me kind of um, just have, not a purpose, but just something going on, you know what I mean, that I could kind of focus on when things yeah. were just, like, f- felt out of control. Yeah, I mean, it felt like we had no control, and it was like, 
fear mongering everybody because i didn't know what was going on either you know i was like shit i don't want to give it to anybody but like there's all these people hurting like i don't understand yeah yeah it was just um, following orders that for sure like <laughs> doing what i could yeah i think um <laughs> i think after everyone was furloughed and like literally I was the last person standing in the restaurant, you know, washing dishes by myself. Um, I just kind of said, fuck it. And I'm like, I don't care what my bosses are going to say. Like this needs to happen. People need yeah. to be helped. And we can't, I don't feel like I can just like close the door and have that separation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, I, I did good on like our people. There's like food banks that would give us like food to give to our employees that had been furloughed, and like we'd call them up and they'd come to the restaurant and get it. Or like we'd yeah. still do the whole family meal once a day and we'd allow them to come get it, you know. But even that was kind of like shunned upon, like, why are you letting the employees come here? So we had to like schedule them all right, two at a time, come in and then mm. get your food. It was the amount of things we had to do just to help somebody was ridiculous. Yeah. So after Central Standard was fully closed down, um, they moved me over to the main F&B kitchen, like Cafe No Say. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I, w- I was a line cook. <laughs> you know, all the chefs yeah. became line cooks. And uh, we did family meal as well. Um, we did family meal once a day for employees to come pick up if they wanted to. And that's just how existence was. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I'm, I'm, you know, if I were to be working, since I was working at that time, like, I was really thankful. I was pretty much just a line cook because, because if I, I just couldn't handle, you know, like, really managing at that time or being a chef, I just, I was just like overloaded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so things went on like that, uh, you know, for a while. And I think in, in about June, we reopened Central Standard, okay. um, which was uh, stressful in its own ways. Exciting and stressful. Um, Central Standard has a wood fire grill. Nice. Uh, which is awesome. But figuring out the logistics to have cooks work that live fire grill in the summer <laughs> um, is difficult. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like you have to wear masks, but how can I ask you to wear a mask and work the fire? If, if you're telling me you, you're having, you know, like you're getting overheated and yeah. this or that, mm-hmm. like I don't want to. I don't want to put you in danger. Yeah. Um, so there was, yeah, there was just uh, a lot of logistical things that were uh, difficult to find solutions to, but you know, we did, we made it work, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, my chef at the time, it, in so many words was just like, you know what, you should take this opportunity to make something new happen. And so 
because we were having a limited menu, I just did what I wanted. And I felt like the people needed some comfort food. They needed some elevated comfort food. Um, And so that's what I did. I did small, like, small plates, comfort food. Um, I was so happy. I finally changed the French fries. And we did the, like, uh, thrice-cooked chip style, like steak fries. um, That we were doing all in-house. Oh, nice. You know, know, we were running specials every weekend. And um, it was just, it was cool, man. Like, for, for a minute, we were just cranking stuff out. You know, it felt like normalcy. Yeah, normalcy. Like we were, we were getting our feet back underneath us. Um, You know, I was having cooks, the cooks really like learn about something they wanted to do and execute it and, you know, make it happen. I'm like walking them through the steps, like, you know, having tastings with them. And and that's, that's what I wanted the restaurant to be like, you know, before the pandemic and, and here we were doing it in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Sure. And it, it felt really fucking good, man. It felt good. My team was thriving. Um, sales were going crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, throughout all of this, um, I still had a reduced salary. Mm-hmm. I did not have a sous chef. And... Um, and it was hard. It was yeah. really hard. So that leads me, I guess, to like the next part of me leaving uh, the South Congress Hotel. Like my salary was reduced. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a sous chef, so I didn't like have a supporting manager. Yeah. And I was getting help, but some help, but um, not enough. <clears throat> and so basically the powers that be let me know that if I could not be at the restaurant during business hours, then they would post my position. Mm. I had to go down to part-time childcare because my salary was reduced. Um, And we just, you know, Chris is still working we were both working because we needed the, again, what income we could. Yeah. And I told, I told the powers that be that I was not willing to put my family second and that they could go ahead and post my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, Fred, I always thought that I was a pretty strong person um, yeah. and that that kind of, saying like I knew it existed in the world but um having having people tell me in so many words that everybody has to deal with this and you just need to get it done uh was really shitty yeah especially especially being told by another woman Mm. um and yeah I felt marginalized uh, I felt unvalued. Um, it was it was a really it was a really rough spot. Uh, it was really yeah. emotional for me. Um, but I 
I, I couldn't do it. So <clears throat> I ended up putting in my notice and I left. Yeah. Shit, man. You got to do what you got to do, you know? I left yeah. the, I work as well. Like when the mask mandate got lifted, um, uh, I left because they didn't allow, you know, our customers or anything or any of the restrictions to be lifted at all, like social distancing or anything. And I, I felt the same way you did. I was like, dude, I went through this whole thing and like there's like, there's pe- I don't know. I just felt like I was done, you know? I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done here. I'm going to go do my own thing. You know, I yeah. got my family. That's all I really need, whether you're like, y'all care or not, you know? And I posted my my grievances about my opinion on it and uh, I got the same treatment. It was like, a, well, you can just give me your, you know, your notice if that's how you feel. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, um, I was, I don't even know. I'm, I mean, honest, to be completely honest, I'm still processing it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think a, a little bit, I'm able to um, be okay mm-hmm. and not like have like feelings of, anger or sadness about it or i don't know it's it's a wild um mixture but yeah i'm working through it oh yeah when i was i mean when i happened to me i came home and i realized wow i got so much time to like do what i want to do and be with my family you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i was really grateful for that you know like i I was like, you know what, I'm going to feel a lot better after this. Um, It was just kind of, you know, it just took some time for me to get there. Um, After after Central Standard, though, man, I started working for this uh, startup company doing Mm -hmm. postpartum meal delivery programs, um, which was awesome. Like, this was like my dream job, you know. (laughs) I, I'm serious. It, it, I not only did I learn so much, I had to do so much research um, and reading. But it was just, you know, the um, the purpose was there for me, like yeah. help helping other women recover. Because I think that my postpartum experience would have been really different if um, if I had known the things I had known. You know, oh, or really? had some kind of service like that. Nice support. You're, you're providing a service that you you totally back. I mean, you're behind. You know. Yeah, I believe in it a hundred percent. You know, it was. I was seriously committed. Um, yeah. But we ended up closing down uh, at the end of May, and so <clears throat> currently I'm unemployed, but mm. on the look, on the hunt. Um, and, you know, really, I feel like I've been recovering in some way or adjusting in some way, um, in a large way, since I got pregnant. <clears throat> like, yeah. since I got pregnant, it's just been like a serious bang, bang. Like, we moved into our new house. I took over a restaurant. I started growing a life in me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, I, I pushed that life out and suddenly I'm faced with like motherhood and how do 
I pump my breast milk while I'm working a station on the line. How do I, how do I do, how do I time the rush with my milking? And (laughs) what happens when I get like elbowed in the tip by somebody and I start lactating through my fucking chest coat? Um, I have no experience with any of this. (laughs) right now. You know, and it was interesting because I even experienced some things from from individuals I didn't think I would. Um, I felt like I felt at sometimes really ashamed to be like needing a room to pump breast milk, and that that felt terrible. Um, so. Aside from the whole motherhood thing, and then we go straight into a pandemic. I just, yeah, yeah, I'm a little tired. Yeah, you're just getting punched the whole year, you know. It's like shots to the face. Yeah, uh, I guess that's that's just parenthood, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. But it's been when I was with my son. Yeah, I had to like I was there, and my his mom didn't want anybody to take care of him but us she had like this mama bear syndrome so i would go and work the pass and the the pacing station with him mm-hmm. strapped to my chest you know oh my that? yeah and i yep. like calling tickets and the only reason i got away with it was because i was the chef of the place so like nobody's gonna tell the chef he can't work with his son attached to him you know and yeah. then my owner my mentor he did the same thing when he was there, so he was like, "Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I'm not gonna stop you." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> thanks." But it was, just, yeah, I, I felt like at some point I'd like ask for help just because I had him on me, you know. And I felt like, man, like I don't, they don't need to be helping me right now do this, you know. But because I have my son, they have to, you know. But luckily, they they were super supportive and like if. I had to change the diaper mid rush. Well, I had to go change the diaper, you know? <laughs> yeah. The diaper's <laughs> like, not going to wait, man. <laughs> like, yo, after we sell these plates, I'm going to go change the diaper and I'll be back. This is what you got on fire. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's a, you know, I ended up having to bring Ren in um, a couple times as well. Yeah. Strapped to my front or my back or. Oh. You know, and, yeah. I, and I did it at Central and I did it at um, at Ritual Meals as well. Like I would pack boxes and Ren was on my back or I'd build, you know, I'd be doing stuff. <laughs> She's just hanging out. Yeah, I just did what I had to do, you know, like and then like to the pandemic, I just did what I had to do again. And yeah. Then, then I got to the point where I was like, man, like, what do I want to do? You know, like, where is this going? Kind of thing. Oh man, and what a what a fucking hard question. <laughs> what do I want to do? You know, going through all that, it of course I could do something. You know, we could figure something out. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, okay. So that's the silver lining of it all, right? Like, yeah. we were we were put in a situation. We were all put in our own situations of like fight or flight, you know, like mm-hmm. being present um, and finding a solution and forging our way through uh, like we have in a- any kitchen that 
you know, we've walked into for the, for the first time. Yeah. Um, or, could, or, and maybe this is a little dramatic, <laughs> but we could, you know, like roll over and die. Yeah. You could, you know, you could just let everything go to shit because yeah. everything kind of seemed like it was, you know. But, um, yeah, man, I, I knew that you would be the type of person that, that found another way. You know, there's always another way. Dude, yeah, working in the kitchens and going through it all, it's like that mindset is, doesn't really go away. You know, that wanting to work and do some, feel like you're doing something, you know, like yeah. accomplishing something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's definitely our, uh, our personality types are just what we were brought up in. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yo, Fred, hey, man, I got to tell you, uh, I don't know if I've uh, ever said it to you, but, you know, man, working with you was some of the funnest fucking times I've had, dude. I love working the hotline with you. I love working in the kitchen with you. Um, And I'm so thankful that our paths crossed, man. Oh, yeah, totally agree I, I i enjoyed working in the kitchen with you it was fun you know i got to i got to like be competitive with somebody who was just as competitive kind of you know yeah as, as, as long as the shit got done at the end of the day it didn't really matter you know yeah but you Whether know I what burnt you with mashed potatoes or not dude i, I still, still remember, remember that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh dude it was funny I remember <laughs> you popping my eggs one time because, you know, you're like, no, nope, I already got those. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's so oh, rude. <laughs> it's funny. Thank you for listening to the Restaurant Sapiens podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And stay tuned for a new interview every week. Thank you. Thank you.